Hi everyone and welcome to Heavenly Wit Monday. I am your host, Teresa Ann, with a YouTube and podcast channel, Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. Now on today's show, it's going to be a really good one. It's kind of a continuation of last week's Heavenly Wit Monday, so if you haven't seen it yet, you'll want to definitely check it out. And it's based on John 15, but we're also going to be in Romans 12 as well as 1 Corinthians 13, but it's going to be in a really fun way. And um, yeah, I'm just so ready to share this with you because I've got to highlight something that I realized, wow, the Holy Spirit was so evident in my life the other day. And that was a miracle. That was a sign. And that was a wonder for sure. So with that said, I wanted to just give a shout out to Paola, to Alexis, to Rachel, to Linda, and uh, Trisha. Thank you all so much for joining me on my YouTube channel, for sharing my content. You all are so awesome and uh, just so thankful for you all. Carissa, hi, hun. Uh, just thank you guys for taking time out of your day to listen to Let's Talk in uh, Heavenly Whip Monday. And I pray that you know that this is not a uh, ever to replace your time with the Lord, but I hope and pray that it spurs and stirs that desire that when this video is turned off, that you're running to the Father. And so with that said today, this is what's coming up next. So first of all, I wanted to share this awesome quote I found on Restoration Ranch TX. This is their Instagram handle, and they are an amazing ranch that helps women in crisis to give them help, hope, and healing. And so it's powerful, but listen to this. Make sure you test positive for faith. Keep your distance from doubt and isolate yourself from fear trust in God through it all. Isn't that powerful? So in order to make sure you test positive for faith and making sure that you keep your distance from doubt and isolating yourself from fear, it comes from a trust that only came out of intimacy and remaining in him. Now, last week, I got to share a revelation I got from John 15 one through four. And it was something that I had never seen before where I knew Jesus is the vine. We are the branches, but I never caught that the father God is the gardener and that pruning is not just what he does. He prunes the very branches that are producing fruit for the purpose so that they produce more fruit. But then there's a cutting away of the things that aren't producing fruit. It just gets cut off. And I had said that I do not want to be one that's cut off. I want to be one that's pruned. But what is the fruit that's represented? And we discussed how it was from Galatians 5 that Galatians 5 reveals the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, which is all rooted in what? Love. Remaining in Christ is remaining in love. What does love look like? Love is 
There's evidence of love. It's patient and kind. That means if you're patient, you're being patient as you correct. So he is correcting us. Love does not allow us to sin. What love does is corrects us as we sin. It's so beautiful what love does. But love is patient and kind. The fruits of the Spirit are only produced by one person, and that is the Holy Spirit. He produces it in us and through us that can only be done by remaining in him going back to John 15. We're going to be actually reviewing chapter three of Heavenly Wit. So if you have the book, just go to chapter three, which is, I believe, page 22. Yeah, 22. And we're going to leave a little marker there because we're going to go to Romans 12 really quick. Like now, Romans 12 is really just powerful. And chapter three points to this chapter as well as so many other scriptures. But it says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. What does that mean? When you have to hold tightly to something, that means there's opposition that's wanting you to lose a grip from it. So hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. I'm going to stop there. Do you remember in scriptures, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. Why? For all to see. So it says, I want you to show your good works before men so that they will glorify the Father in heaven. The purpose for them to see us responding to God in the midst of being tempted to do evil when we have had evil done to us, when we don't do that, it becomes peculiar. It becomes, wait a second, they're different. They didn't respond the way I would respond. Why are they responding with such patience and kindness? Why are they praying for those people? They should be suing them for defamation of character, but instead they're blessing them? What? They just lost everything. And they're, what? They're giving glory to God? That 
is what a peculiar life in Christ looks like. But it can only happen when we are remaining in Christ. How do you know when you're not remaining? When you're not responding this way. That's how easy it is to go, oh, that's my notification. I get to remain in Christ. How? By praising him. In those moments when you're hearing something being said about you, your response to that situation or to God in that situation is the difference maker. Okay? Fast forward to verse 20. It says, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. That's how we live our life in Christ is this is how we we respond. Okay, so that's this. So now chapter three of Heavenly Wit, which by the way, if you don't have this book, because perhaps you just can't afford it right now, uh, I want you to message me and I will get a free book to you um, and it'll be signed. Okay, so chapter three is titled Your Struggles Now Struggle. So as we overcome evil with good, those things we once struggled with now struggle with Christ in us. However, as we live this life of victory from our position in Christ, let's be mindful that we're doing this as an act of worship and not doing this just to spite the naysayers and the enemy. So for it, for instance, we can do all the things that God has called us to do, but if we're doing it out of spite of I'll show you enemy, oh, you're under my feet enemy, I laugh at the enemy, that is not worship. You're literally dialoguing and praying and praising and glorifying the enemy without even knowing it. I've done this. And it's exhaustion. It's a life of exhaustion. It's a life of constantly feeling attacked. But when we begin to see the mission fields in the midst of battlefields, we see, oh my gosh, this is an opportunity to worship you, Father. Lord, I pray a blessing over them, God. Forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And there's going to be times where you don't feel like saying it. There's going to be times you don't feel like praying it. There's going to be times where you feel like getting on the phone with a lawyer and saying, these people have said these things about me and I I don't know what else to do but sue them for defamation of character. We could do that all day long. But what good is that doing? How is that advancing the kingdom of God? If we're doing everything out of spite, if we're do that's out, we're doing that out of the flesh. When we do anything out of the flesh, it is nothing more than demonic. I'm just going to say it like that. It does not give glory to God. It actually opens a portal or a door for the enemy to run rampant in your life. But when we begin to do this for his glory, just to do it as an act of worship, everything 
changes. The circumstances may not change, but the way we see it will. The way we see it will change. We'll begin to see no longer a battlefield, but now a mission field. Oh my God, Lord, you're letting me see all the people right now that need prayer. All those people that have said those things about me. That's not about me. It's about their lives that need you. And Lord God, they just came into the in, they just came into the wrong camp. The enemy sent them into the wrong camp because they're going to be prayed for. They're going to be spoken life over. They are going to be ministered to. That's what we want to be known as not as people who do the right thing to get back at the enemy. Here's one that's a common cliche. Just kill them with kindness. Okay, that sounds great. But again, you're being kind out of a place of pride. And in love, there is no pride. In love, it's straight up humility And so when we begin to do things to get back at people with kindness, it's it's not worship. Yeah, it may be spreading kindness, but it's not the kindness that God has ordained or has put within us. He cries over them. He weeps over them. He is asking for someone to see them as a prisoner of war, as a hostage, not as an enemy. So here is the best way that I can differentiate from a place of worship and a place of pride. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read it to you. It says, here's the best way to explain the difference. Let's imagine someone told me that I would never be able to write a book. I take it in and this fire within me is fueled to prove them wrong. Not only am I going to prove them wrong, but I'm going to make sure I not only write just one book, but I write many books, all fueled by pride, as it sounds something like this. I'll show you. Even as I write that, my flesh cheers that on. And yet, the Holy Spirit has me step back and to him, and the motive is rooted in none other than pride. Again, the flesh in me wants to justify it, yet God's word trumps it all. However, if we know anything about God, one of the things he hates is pride. However, what he loves is humility. That's in James 4. Think about this. Humility is rooted in trust. Humility doesn't react. It responds in rest. Rest and trust resulting in living a life of humility. It doesn't fight dirty. Instead, it submits itself. So let's run the same scenario. Someone tells me, that I would never be able to write a book. Immediately, I see that person as a victim or a hostage taken captive by the lies of pride. From that place, I position myself to walk out with compassion. The only way I can do that is by staying in Christ. 
And I can say something like this. Okay, I am so sorry that you see me that way. But I see you as someone who could be a help to so many. And one day, very soon, you will be the one telling people like me what they can do and whatever they put their hand to for God's glory instead of what they can't do. As you speak this, you'll feel fake, but it's truly faith rising up. Faith coupled with compassion. Then taking that word that was spoken to me and taking it to God, who is the author and the finisher of my life, and say, God, what do you say about what they just said? Was that the enemy revealing what I'm really supposed to do? God, you're so good. Was he revealing that I'm to write books? Lord, what do you say about this? From that place, when God says you are to write books, I want to write every book I am purposed to pen from the place of worship. When we begin to see every potential battlefield as a mission field, we no longer see from the perspective as a victim or to show the enemy. Instead, it's doing everything as worship as we get to see as victors who are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So here's some practical reflection and application from chapter three. What have you seen as a battlefield that God is causing you to now see as a mission field? Thank you again for joining me today on Heavenly Wit Monday, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Thank you so much for joining me on Heavenly Wit Monday. Now, this is a call to action. If you have not yet subscribed to my YouTube channel, will you please do so now? And if you liked the content on my YouTube episode today, will you please share it with your friends and family? Thank you so, so much. And also, if you haven't yet written a review on the books that I mentioned today, simply go to Amazon.com and write a review after you read my book. Thank you so much and have a great day.